Gateway Gamers Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Gateway Gamers Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm RP. And this is a podcast where a veteran like me introduces the world of gaming to a noob. Like me. Hello. Welcome to our Blockbuster Summer. We're back. We're back. We are back. It's been some time. How, how are you? I'm doing well. I hope everyone missed us. <laughs> and if you didn't, why not? What's going on, sir? Nothing much. Nothing much. It's been a nice a nice break, for sure. I think the last time we got together was... March? Yeah, whenever we went and saw a podcast to ride. Yeah, April. Beginning April. in April. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the beginning yep. of April. Yeah. Yeah, it's been some time. We've taken some time off. You know, Our vocal cords have had some rest and relaxation, uh-huh. and they're ready to to roll uh for the for the summer yeah much needed wrapping up school finish school for the semester so yeah. that was yeah that was that was the biggest part was just like school's out fall summer it is it's the first summer in i think like three years that i've had like off that's awesome dude. so i'm pumped i'm like ready like it was like i i hit that submit i think i sent you the video i hit yeah. the submit button <laughs> i did like a little cheer and i was like oh i'm it's done a, like it's the best freaking feeling it in the really world, is i always I dreaded it so that's why i always look forward to the summer and and the movies that were coming out mm-hmm. where i was going to spend all my time uh going to see movies two three times uh sometimes in the same week seeing right. film twice like i've already seen a movie you know, opened this for the summer i saw it thursday and i saw it again friday mm-hmm. you what know movie doctor strange, doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which is the probably the first blockbuster movie of the summer for this summer, yeah, I think yeah. that was the kickoff for sure. People were trying to say that Batman was, but that's that's springtime, or um, that's not springtime. That's it was boring. <laughs> it was just I liked it. it was... I liked it a lot. It's a slow movie, <laughs> a lackluster start. But, but that was like still like end of winter, beginning of spring. So that's not when that come out. March, beginning of March. Yeah, yeah March fourth. Summer. No, May, so May is summer. So the Doctor Strange kicked it off, and it's been doing what blockbuster summer movies do, mm-hmm. bringing the money. That's right. For those who can't figure out, we are in blockbuster summer, so we're going to yeah. be here saying the word blockbuster 8,000 times. Take a shot. Yeah, if blockbuster time. was still around, we probably owe them money. But, there's uh, one. There's, there's one blockbuster in, in left. In Hawaii, right? No, it's in, like, Maine or something. Or yeah. not Maine. It's on the West Coast, like, and out the, there. Yeah, it's on Netflix as a documentary. Documentary, right? last blockbuster, yeah. And the lady just goes to Target, buys movies, and... Mm-hmm. That's really it. It's an amazing documentary. I think it's called The Last Blockbuster. Yeah, it, I watched half of it. It's really interesting to watch. But that's kind of it. That's what a bit, really what's been new over here. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the summer. I don't have time off. Oh. Um, I haven't because, you know, just the working world. But um, got a couple cool trips planned. Planning to go out to California at the end of the summer, which is nice to go and visit Hollywood. At this trip, this Blockbuster summer inspired me to go see where the Blockbusters are made. So... Uh, not really, but yeah, you're going out there to what Disneyland, Disneyland, and going to see Hollywood, and once in a lifetime trip. Since you know next year's going to be a little busy for us, and then you know eventually kids, and then you can't have any fun when no, you have kids. Your life's done. Yep, done. So just kind of getting it out of the way now. We're financially just like take on that burden and uh, just go have fun now while we can. Uh huh. Yeah, that'll be fun. I have nothing planned. I think we're gonna Outer Banks, and then that's it. That's nice though. It's a far, no, yeah, it's a it's far a ride. Trip. No, yeah, yeah, it's a great trip, but just like, all right, that's our nice family trip, and then... Oh, for now, and then, you know, while Oliver gets older, he'll take no, him to Disney. No, never. Never? Never. Why not? Just those people. No, um, <laughs> we'll go to Disney eventually. It's just yeah. not right now with Paycheck. Uh, Bob Paycheck. Bob Paycheck. I know, that's the whole thing, where like, mm. I don't want to give the company money because I don't agree with what they're doing in terms of how they're gouging prices at the mm-hmm. parks and, and charge nickel and... Disney used to nickel and dime you for everything 
but you didn't really know. Uh-huh. Like it was there. Now it's just incredibly obvious. Yeah. Like they're like, yes, we're making it aware that you know that we're charging you more money. Where before it was just like, well, you know, just for a little extra money, mm-hmm. you can stay here or whatever. Now it's just like Disney's just like, just have your credit card ready. Yeah, so but- I agree, but it's a one. It's just timing. Where I've told my family, I'm like, I refuse to go. Like I don't want to spend my own money on this because I don't agree with how they're running the theme parks. And yeah, if you're going to the West Coast, yeah, I to gotta visit Disneyland. I yeah. gotta um, because I it's it's been a dream to go see it and. Despite not being thrilled with how the, the business is run financially and, and charging thousands of dollars to go to a theme park, I had to. Uh-huh. So I agree, but eventually. Well, Universal is, is doing perfectly fine yeah, down yeah. there. Go to Universal. Let Ollie go get his wand yeah. and uh, become a wizard, uh, which is another blockbuster movie that we'll probably get yeah, to. We'll probably, we'll probably definitely talk about that. So do you want to go over the premise of what we're going to do this, this summer? Sure. Of how we're going to handle the podcast? Yeah, if this is your first episode listening um this is our blockbuster summer as we're calling it so all summer long we're gonna be covering board games of movie ips and then we're gonna be talking about the movies on a separate episode probably the following monday um that way it's just not like a four-hour episode and if you talk about the movies could go long and i just if, if you're you don't here for board have, games yep. or movies we don't want to like blend the two together yeah if you if that's not your interest if you if you want to hear about the game, and you don't want to hear us talk on about movies, you don't mm-hmm. have you don't have to. Yeah, and the, the episode will probably we'll talk about how the game integrates the movie or their lack of because yes, yeah, yeah, it that's... could not have anything to do with the movie. Yeah, well, we have to talk about that because that's part of the, mm-hmm. the the game and why we do what we do normally. Mm-hmm. So we have to. Uh, but in terms of detailing of of the movies we love and and you know anything that went into the making of the movie will be handled on a following episode yeah but that's kind of it right yeah yeah and um like i said there's your first episode go back and listen to some of the other episodes the premises that i am a gaming veteran introducing b- the world of board games to rp here who is a noob a noob barely now Not at now. this point after a year yeah. like you've bought your own bundle of games and my closet is full yeah my closet is full of games which some of them will break out this summer yeah, um, yeah i'm excited but yeah you're gonna get to hear us every week this summer Every week. Yeah, Friday and Monday. I guess, yeah. Technically, that would be every, every week. week. Every week. Every week. Yeah, busy summer. Yes, sir. So I had to summer off. <laughs> yep. It's a full-time job. So, we'll get right into it. We'll introduce our first blockbuster game. Yeah, so unlike the other games this that typically happen, I know the games that we're playing. Mm-hmm. I have never played them, but I'm aware of it, so there will be no Rescue Wicks-sponsored reveal. Bag, bag. reveal, yeah. Uh, so, our first game is Jaws, if you've read the title already. I guess it's not that a big reveal to you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Jaws will be our first game. Interesting enough, we chose this because Jaws is considered the first uh, blockbuster movie, kind of, technically. There were movies before that they've considered blockbusters, but this is the beginning of the blockbuster era. So it's Jaws, uh, Star Wars, Alien, like of that, like those run of like 70s and 80s big budget summer blockbuster movies. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we had to pick this one to start off our blockbuster summer. Um, give you a rundown. Jaws is a two to four player game designed by our buddies Prospera Hall. Love them. Uh, published by Ravensburger. Love them. Uh, the mechanic is a hidden movement, which is something that you've never played. So, this Don't is know it, yeah. a new mechanic. Um, hidden movement is basically, it's not like a marker on the board that you move around. It's hidden from each other. So oh, wow. 
Yeah, so That's I'll be interesting. I'll be moving as the shark. Oh, why do or you get vice to be the versa, shark? So or whoever how we play it, <laughs> and you won't know where I'm at. Your your mission is to kind of find the shark, and okay. the shark's mission is to get away and sure. eat people. So a hidden movement. I'm excited for you to kind of experience that because it's a very interesting mechanic yep. for a game. And that's kind of it. Plays for an hour. Um, give you some back of the box. Back of the box. Experience Jaws as a suspenseful tabletop strategy game. One player menaces the island of Amity as the three-ton great white, while the other players go on the hunt as Brody, Hooper, and Quint. Two thrilling phases of gameplay capture the edge of your seat excitement of the classic film. Act 1, Amity Island. The shark prowls secretly through the waters around the island, attacking swimmers and avoiding capture. Meanwhile, the other players try to pinpoint the shark's location while also saving the tourist. Act 2, the orca. Experience the climatic battle aboard the slowly sinking orca. Brody, Hooper, and Quint are well armed, but they don't know where the Great White will strike next. Sounds interesting. So yeah, so cool thing about this game is it plays in two acts. The first act is on the island. Second act is on the boat. It's like a very smaller board. Like that was a cool part of like when I looked at this game, I was like, oh, that's very thematic, which we love. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm super. I've played this like once or twice with like a group, and it's gone okay. well. I haven't played it two players, so I'm kind of curious how how it'll go. It'll work two players. Yeah, I'm curious to play. I love Jaws. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go play. All right. We're back. We are back. Uh, we had just escaped the shark. Bruce. Bruce, yes. <laughs> Saved the day. And we're here to talk about the board game. Uh-huh. So what do you think? Initial thoughts? Initial thoughts, I liked it. It was a long setup. Honestly, we had to figure everything out. Uh, but I liked it. I liked the aspect, which we'll get into, of the two different gameplays. Uh, these are two very different games in part one and part two of this uh-huh. of how they play this game i liked it a lot and very 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 thematic um, yeah i felt like you know if they were i don't know how else you do a game better for jaws than this yeah did you like the hidden like aspect of it like, i think if we played with somebody else so yes yeah that's it, where i kind of said this playing this one with more players as opposed to two players is more interesting because with just you you're controlling the three humans so it's just kind of like doing stuff yeah. The, the conversation between other players is where it's very interesting. Like kind of watching either another player, like two, you're playing with three players, watching them two kind of talk or playing with four players, watching three other humans being like, well, I think he's here. I'm going to do this. Like it, it makes it interesting. It's not a bad two player game, but it's just, it's more, I can see it being more fun because it's two to four. So I can see it being more fun with another person because even the thought process, like in the first round, uh, Brian was the shark. And uh, he's like, you re- remember, I can do up to three moves. And like, I had already completely forgotten uh-huh. that. And it was at different points on the map um, where somebody else would have probably remembered that. And we would have helped discuss where should we attack or, or try and save uh, civilians next. And I did a poor job of saving the city of Amity. Yeah, you were on the other side of the map. like you, Which is... It's not an uncommon mistake to kind of make because it's gridded into, what is it, like eight different spots. Something there, like there's that. There's four beaches where the shark can attack swimmers and only have three movements. So how it works is I start on a hidden spot. The shark has three actions. So he can move, 
or eat swimmers. Yeah. So to for a reminder for everyone listening, his piece of the shark is not on the on the board. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea where he's at until he eats people. Yeah. And he could only... do that first. He could do that second or third. I don't know. That's part of the the hidden aspect that we. Yeah. The about. only information I have to give is uh, how many people i ate and at what beach mm-hmm. and then if i use like one of my four action like super action card and i thought that was neat because there is only four beaches where i could attack so it keeps it in a very like limited area it's like all right if he attacked the west beach i know he can only be in these kind of spots but it's still where like you having to figure that out with your three characters and their powers was like very interesting how it kind of worked out yeah, it was interesting, and it was also just, you know, first time playing, not necessarily familiar with what the characters are supposed to be doing. So oh. I, I was definitely overthinking it. Like, okay, well, this only Brody can move a barrel, and Hooper can pick one up, but Quint can throw it. So I was thinking like that, and I was just getting lost in the sauce, basically. Uh-huh. Like, I just was, I was confusing myself. Uh, and that's just part of that inexperienced gamer that I'm, I, I'm still not yeah. fully there and first time playing a game, especially a first hidden movement. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely like, and it was jarring. kind of frustrating because you're like, damn it. I just like, where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to guess and, and I hit them twice. I yeah. Think. So do you want to go over your human powers? Cause I, again, th- super thematic with mm-hmm. how this worked. So Brody is obviously the police chief. Um, so when you're on the island, your possible actions are you can move a space, can rescue one swimmer, pick up one barrel, but you have to be at the shop to do so. Uh, you can drop one barrel, but you can only drop them at the docks. Uh, you can use the binoculars, which I actually didn't get an opportunity to, no. but that would have located where you, I was. Where you if were. I was in the vicinity, yeah, you could see me. But it only would have been uh if i was at one of the four beach spots so if i was somewhere else on the map i couldn't Uh so it was also you you needed to think in advance uh, or if you want to see where he's at you have to make your way to one of the beaches and it was always like an afterthought at that Uh point and then or i can close a beach beach so using the binoculars and when you close a beach you can only do that once per round um and to close the beach you have to be at the amity pd place which is a star on the map or the mayor's office which is another star on the map to do so so closing down the beach allowed for one turn for uh, swimmers to not be able to be yeah. put there. Yeah, at the beginning of each round, you flip a card, and it kind of tells you where you place swimmers at what beach. So it'll be like S-S-W-E. Yeah. So you place two on the south beach, one on the west, one on the east. And then it'd be like Hooper has an extra turn, or mm-hmm. uh, barrels can't be placed on the docks because they're getting repaired. Like just little thematic, like yep. fun little things. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, um, so closing the beach down depending which one you picked, would stop people from, people going, from going to that beach. And how it, it worked because it was cool because it's a little sign. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie, it says beach closed. And then after the first round, if a person was supposed to be put there, it flips. Yeah. And it says opening soon. Yeah. And then if you put another one there, like a, the sign's completely gone. Yeah, so it, that was cool. Then Hooper, again, once again, you can take up to four actions. Some cards allowed for uh, characters to take an additional action if, if when Brian flipped and seeing where we were putting swimmers, you could do that. Uh, so Hooper could move up to two spaces at a time, rescue one swimmer, pick up any or all barrels uh, from either if it was at the water or at the dock. Um, you could give all the barrels to the other character, Quint, or you could use your fish finder once per round, which would allow Brian to identify where the shark was if he was 
a space or two yeah, like adjacent adjacent to where, you to where he was yeah. so all he had to say was yes i'm to the left i think you if, if you if you played it where i was my i would place a shark token there so you knew i was there yeah if i was adjacent to a spot i would just tell you i'm adjacent and then if i was nowhere close i would just say not even anywhere yep, there. and that's what i got every time was, mm-hmm. was no um and then the third uh, character that you are is quint um so Again, up to four actions. You can move a space, rescue a swimmer, pick up uh, all barrels, or just a one barrel, depends. Um, but you had to be at, in the water, the dock, or at Hooper's boat, and then you can launch a barrel, which launching the barrel, he's the only character that could do that, which would then uh, either attack, uh, yeah, attaches, the shark, yeah. or uh, you would have to identify that you swam through one. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're uh yeah it, was, it would either attach to me if i was in the space where you dropped it but if they're floating in the water and i'm swimming around i would have to identify that i passed one of them and which one so again you would kind of have an idea where i was yep so that was the those were the options for the, the players i did not identify that those well like early enough in the game uh-huh. if we were you know when we played the second round you were actually the characters and yeah. so you kind utilized of, them a lot better you than utilized them better and understood where if we were to play again, I, I would I would understand we will. better. We will play again. Yes. Um, and so what Act 1 does is actually really cool because it sets up for Act 2. So how well the humans do or how well the shark does is how well those characters do in the second game. So the end game for Act 1 is if the shark eats nine humans, that round ends. Or if the humans are able to attach two barrels to the shark, the round ends. Um and how many humans the shark eats gauges how many abilities you have in the second game. So in the first game where we played when I was a shark, I ate nine swimmers. So the round ended and I had ten shark ability cards and you had three additional crew gear. Yeah, I did not do a good job saving the city. Yeah, so then when the second game, I think you ate like six people before I stopped you. So you got seven shark ability cards and I got six crew gear. So it's a nice balance of like, if you can stop the shark pretty early, you're also going to do well the second game, which I think is cool. That's a cool, like, it's, it's not it's not just like, all right, well, let's, let's move on to the second game. It actually gives you some drive to be like, all right, I need to stop the shark now. It's not just... It's thematic. Yeah, it's not just like, all right, like... it ha- And it has like, obviously they're parts one and part two, so they're connected. But it has like consequences for mm-hmm. not doing a good enough job or doing a good job, uh, which I, I thought was pretty cool. And that's, I don't think we played a game like that before where mm-hmm. there really has been something like that. Uh, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, it was cool, interesting, unique, and thematic. Mm-hmm. Like very, very cool. So yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's a game that is fine with two players. Yeah, better with three to four. Definitely for Act One. Anything else about Act One that you want to cover? No, just a thematic. Like I, I love that. Uh, each card has like a picture from the movie. Yeah, uh, has like a quote from the movie, which I think is funny. Just like different. They have like the mayor saying yeah. his mayor <laughs> things, and then again, just it's, it's always the little things. It's very yeah. It just always is very cool, and I think that's I such a map. Prospero Hall yeah like production where yeah the map is map is really cool. really detailed over like the city of Amity. It's just the island, but it has, like, all the locations you kind of see. Like, yeah, it's it, again, it's just a Prospero Hall, like, just kind of production that they are really good at. Yeah, They're good. really good at capturing these movies and translating them into games, which this summer we'll probably talk about a bunch of Prospero Hall games because they Absolutely. love 
like translating movies into games. Good table presence. Uh, the pieces were cool. I, you know, I, I complained on our first episode ever about oh. generic pieces, but this would have been a cool opportunity to have themed pieces. But it's it's not needed. It's yeah, it also they, helps keep the cost down of the game. Yeah, they have generic meeples, as these are called. Yep. They're just little wooden human figures. figures. Uh, there are. They do have little boats. Though, That's what I was also going to mention. I thought the boats were cool. <laughs> so Quint and Hooper are both on the water uh, for the entire first act. So they're in boats. I think um, they could get off the island, if, well, off the boats if you want. Yeah, like yeah. sure, if you wanted to. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you, you could move in mm-hmm. one if you wanted to, but there was really no point. But Brody doesn't have one. It's Brody it hates cool. the water. Yep, Again, Brody very hates thematic. the water. Very thematic. So it was cool. Um, and normally I would nitpick that, but I actually... I like that for the for this game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. what it was needed. And then a shark is just like a little. I like the shark triangle piece with. It looks the like teeth. jaws yeah. sticking out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, a little wooden figure. So I like that. I thought it was cool. And I guess we'll just head to Act Two. Yeah, yeah. Act One. I think on it. I mean, if the game was just Act One, I think it'd be even. Fine. I think it would have been a great game. But the fact that there are two parts, I think, just is what sets this game apart. Yeah. So, um, Act Two, you're actually on the orca. So this is the part of the movie where you're uh, the gang out in the water chasing the shark down, and he's attacking your boat. So, um, you flip the board over, and on the other side is uh, you place the eight tiles of the boat the when orca. it's like yeah the orca when it's like before it's getting destroyed. Yep. Um, each tile flips over once, and it's like the orca getting destroyed because as the shark player you're attacking the boat um which is cool like it's again a cool mechanic of kind of reminiscent of the first game for Bin island where it's a regular piece you flip it and it's under the water like that's kind of what this looks like um and then again depending on how well each character does on the first game is dependent on now the second game so uh you have basic equipment cards as hooper quint and Brody, you have like a gun. You have, I think, uh, there was a, a baseball bat, a gun, yeah, a machete. There was a flare. Well, flare, I think, was additional. No, flare was came with uh, Quint. Oh, okay. Um, and then there was yeah, uh, uh, a harpoon gun, and then yeah, I had another pistol, harpoon gun, and uh, rifle. Yeah, so bonus. they they have a basic six cards that they have every time. Yep. And then how well you do is how many more cards you get. So like you said, there's... Yeah, each character got two cards. Mm-hmm. And then based on how well you did, you got the additional. So I didn't do well uh, as mm-hmm. protecting the city. So I only got three. And the unfortunate thing about that is I didn't receive any ammo. So yeah. I could use these guns fine, but once. once. But once. That's yeah. it. And uh, But it was like if you had ammo, you could just discard the ammo and reuse the gun again um and the nice part about the gun was which we'll get into how how you attack but you didn't have to be on the space to attack you Uh could be adjacent um which when you play this game you get into it it's super helpful uh so not having that ammo was detrimental to my game Uh um and we'll, we'll get into that yeah so how each turn works is there's a resurface card deck you flip three and they're like a b and c um, it tells you which one of the eight tiles the shark could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also has the shark's dodge ability and then how many dice the shark rolls. And then a final quote. Cute little boat quote. It's, cool. <laughs> it's a cool aspect of it, for sure. Incorporating the movie as much as possible. Mm-hmm. 
So the shark then secretly picks one of the three with like a little token. So it'll pick A, B, or C. And then if I have a shark power card, I also play that secretly. And then the humans pick... Yeah, so you start out on the orca. You can start out wherever you want. Uh And then so each turn, you can move each piece up to two spots. And then you pick uh, where you want to attack. So based on the resurfaced cards that are revealed, which is showing where Jaws will attack... Um, it allows you to start to kind of make your way towards that aspect of the uh, boat and you kind of got to guess and then you can attack. So I had a lot of uh, melee weapons, so they had to, you had to be on the spot to use it. And as I talked about with, with the guns, you could. So you move them to you move your character to spots and then you pick you put the little target on there and that would show exactly yeah. where they were attacking. And then there were, I also had a bonus card for the chum, uh-huh. which the chum revealed i had to reveal which token i didn't use yes. so it narrowed it down slightly, slightly. where i would be mm-hmm. and um and then at that point uh brian as the shark would reveal where he was attacking uh-huh. uh, after you know those cards he would reveal and then we would start to roll if i had co- chosen correctly the area he was going to attack uh, based on the card that i played so like um the baseball bat you rolled two dice uh-huh. And the dice uh, had all the way from zero attacks up to two uh, per dice. Uh, and I roll that. A gun might allow me to roll two. And then no matter what I rolled, add on additional bonus. Um, which was which was nice because towards the end of the game, I started to get worse rolls. Uh-huh. And then if you had, your depending on what your fin said, you could avoid some of the... Some of the damage, yeah, automatically. Damage. So if you did like three and it had a fin dodge of two, I was only taking one damage. Yep. So, and then... Um, and, yeah, and then you would, um, depending on how well that did, uh, to kill Jaws, you needed to attack him 17 eight, times. Yeah, 18. Well, 18. Yes, 18. 18 would, would kill him, uh, which is a, it's a lot. Uh-huh. Um, depending on if the dice roll in your favor, it might not be. And then you would attack the boat. It, it also depends how well you do the first yep. game, because you get a lot more options. You get the chum, you get um the flare you get a lot more attachable weapons which do damage over time mm-hmm. which didn't get utilized the first game but the second game yeah you did i did more damage so, with that kind of stuff for example flare has a hook on it so that means it can attach to the shark uh-huh. no matter what um until you, if you were to pick one of the resurface locations you could shake i could the, shake it off yeah if it has it like off. a symbol i could shake it off but if not it's basically poison like it's just mm-hmm. damaging me over time yep no matter what, which was... Which was cool. The flare, you had to, at the end of your turn, roll one dice. And depending on whatever you uh, rolled... Was how much damage I was, was taking. how much damage yeah. you had. Uh, but there were some aspects, too, of the attack cards that helped you. Like, the hammer made the avoid for the shark. Yeah. Shark avoid down to zero. So, no matter what... But you and, only rolled one dodge. But I only rolled yeah, one so dodge. Yeah, so it was a good balance of, like, all right, this is avoiding mm-hmm. his dodge... But I might only do one damage. But you're guaranteed one damage if yeah. you do. So it was it was nice, nice to, balance. It was nice, to, exactly, to counterbalance. Because the game does feel in favor of whoever is the shark. Oh, big time. Because it is, you, you control the game. That's really what it uh-huh. is. And everybody else is just playing defense at that point. And then uh, you would then attack Yeah, so and then the human, after the human's turn's done, it's the shark's turn to attack. The, and the shark, depending where it pops up, if his players are there, I can attack his players directly. Or I can attack the boat. So that's how the shark kind of wins the mm-hmm. game. Is either I destroy the orca completely or I kill all the crew members. Because they have like a health of like what? Six each I think? Yep. Or, yeah. Six would kill. 
Yeah, so... And uh, the boat, I thought this was interesting, that each section of the boat had a different damage level. Yeah, so, so it's, again, depending on what card you kind of chose of the resurface cards, it would have like two die, one die, or three, and that's how many die you roll to attack the boat or the player itself. And as our piece saying, each piece of the boat had two numbers on it. It had like a one or a three. So if I rolled one damage... It would just damage the piece of boat. If I rolled the three, it would completely destroy that part of the boat, which is cool, devastating too, because yeah. it's like that's all I need is to be destroying. I if I roll well eight times, that's it. Like yeah. it's kind of done. You're gonna need a bigger boat. So like with the damage, you would then flip the piece, flip the piece, and it would start to form a damaged boat, that, which I yeah. thought was very cool. Yeah, it looked cool, and then uh. I get a bonus attack if any of your characters are in the water. So how that worked is if I destroyed a piece of the boat that you were standing on, you fall in the water, I would be able to chomp you for like one die. When you're moving, you get what, three moves? Uh, you get two. Two. So if you jumped in the water... That's your, that's it. Getting out of the water would count as two. So if you had to move through the boat into the water, like once you were in the water, you were like stuck for a turn. And the shark could pretty much attack you that's if what, you were in the water. I mean, that's what ended up, you know, really hindering my game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is because to get to the remaining pieces, I would basically lose a turn. Yeah. Um, I was in the water one time and attacked you with the hammer, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. The baseball bat cracks me. Yeah. Up. So it's like, what <laughs> the you, baseball bat did the most damage. What are you doing with the baseball bat? But <laughs> um, just because of the luck of the roll, but. And then kind of it's at that point last man standing. Like yeah, at the first game we were on the last piece of the yeah, boat. Yeah, we and... were kind of goofing around a bit where I I wanted to be a last stand, so yep. I just kept popping up. <laughs> on the one piece he would just show me where he was going so it made it made my life a little bit easier uh and it still came down to the it, last it, turn it's still yeah the dice rolls because i'd be like all right i'm coming up right here and he's, <laughs> his three people stand on the boat and he targeted with everything he had it was just bad die rolls hey man it was climactic like any hollywood blockbuster yep. summer yep. blockbuster movie Should I put a barrel in my mouth and shot it and yep said, you son of a and then the second game uh the shark won just from yeah I won. Just from playing well. I mean, it's, it is... it is. It's a game of chance. Like yeah, any... it's very skewed to the shark, for sure, with the bonus attacks. But It's 100%. It is skewed. Mm-hmm. It's 100% a strategy game. Yeah. However, it is luck because and when dice. I, Yeah, and when I'm saying skewed, I don't mean... I don't think it's imbalanced. No, it's Where not. the shark's going to win every time. But yeah. I just feel like, as the shark player, you have more... It's just in your favor. Yeah, That's for all. sure. Because like, once you start knocking players into the water and you have that bonus attack, you're not doing a devastating amount of damage. But once that boat starts to fall apart and they're in the water, mm-hmm. which, again, thematically makes sense. If I'm in the water, shark has advantage no matter what. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not saying it's unbalanced, but it's you, definitely the shark has more of a chance yeah you when you're playing you're not like oh my god this is so in favor of the shark but it's it is noticeable how you are just at a very much a disadvantage which Uh in the movie the humans are very much Uh at a disadvantage yeah so it 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 makes sense thematically Uh makes perfect sense i enjoyed it i thought it was good yeah no i i again like we kind of talked about in early episodes where ip games were poo-pooed for a long time but i i think this game is fantastic and it's as of today, I think $16. But I, I got this off Amazon, I think, for like $12 at one point. So it's one of those games that's always fluctuating in price. Sure. I, it was at Target. I've seen it in actual game shops. 
again cheap like it's it's a good game it's cheap it's a family game for sure yeah complexity levels way low it's not a brain burner game at all now once you figure it out it's 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 it has a nice strategy to it Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not difficult at all yeah if you're interested in if you love jaws this is a perfect game yeah this is i really don't know how you make a game for jaws better than this because it just it it checks all the boxes. Yeah, they did a great to. job. And if you and it is a little suspenseful because you're like, oh, all right, I I, I want to get this shark yeah. or I want to get these humans, you know? What? Yeah, that first game. You're really especially. not sus- honestly. You're not suspenseful if you're the shark until the second act, mm-hmm. um, where it does get a little bit. Eh, but eh, at certain times, so if there's a barrel nearby, you got the move, and you <laughs> you have to narrow around it because you don't want to trigger. It, yeah. yeah. Um, I also think if you want to try these hidden movement games this is a really good yeah base one there's other ones that are a lot more complex so if you're like interested in that type of game but don't want to like dive into a heavier meteor game like this is a really good one like it's yeah, just absolutely. a good i think that's the biggest thing is just that hidden movement like yeah I, I think that's a good draw for this game yeah absolutely um and i think it was a good way to start off our blockbuster summer yeah absolutely i think it's a fantastic game Prospero Hall always does well. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. And then, um, you know, we're going to, we really laid off any movie discussion yeah. kind of at all in this episode. So if you're here for just the game, you're welcome. If you're here looking for more movie information, check us out on check Monday. Check us on Monday. And I, just a hint, I love this movie. I know. <laughs> like, you I do. know. I'm not even like, I haven't seen it in years. Like, I watch this movie anytime it's on TV. I'll stop no matter where it's at. You've, we're like playing and I'm quoting the movie nonstop. Like I'm just like looking at you, like I know it's from the movie, but uh, yeah, I have Tourette's with this movie. Like I truly just like just spit out. Yeah, we'll just comments. spit out some of the lines. Like, Mister Ho- Mr. Hooper, and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. But I understand. I haven't seen the movie in years. Mm. Uh, I do enjoy it. Do love Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to all discussing right. the movie. Yeah, me too. Well, that'll be on Monday. Yep. Until then, I got some news for us. All right. All right, so um, our friend Preston actually gave me this bit of information because it's a game I didn't back on Kickstarter. But you remember about three months ago, Zombie Side, Marvel Zombie Side? I do. Yes. All right, so remember some of the prices with that were yes, pretty astronomical. astronomical. Um, they're even worse. So they've gotten worse. Yes. Oh, so geez. apparently, I, again, I did for some reason this went under my radar, but uh, Preston let me know because he backed it that. The pledge manager, so how Kickstarter works is you back it at what level you want, and then a couple months later, once they're ready to start shipping, you'll have to fill out this like pledge manager like thing of where your address is, and then you you put in the final payment. Okay. Um, so the pledge manager recently opened up for people to start paying their money and putting all the information down, and the shipping was 40% higher. Oh my god. Than what was originally like broadcasted. So they had a And it was already expensive. It was already Yeah, so it was already absurd. I think the ship the base box game was like forty, which is that's whatever. whatever. It was a heavy bait, but like remember the Galactus piece I think was like a hundred something yep. just for the Galactus piece. And that's only in the United States. Europe and Australia, forget it. So they got a surprise of this forty percent bump. Um, and I did write down if you're an all in pledge and you live in Europe or Australia, you're shooting for eight hundred dollars just to get everything. 
So if you want all in, shipping? this is shipping. You're okay. paying almost eight hundred dollars for like a game. Um, I just I I could never. Yeah, and I just I don't understand it because it's if this was two years ago, like pre-pandemic, and this happened because like no one expected that. It's one thing, but this is like you you should know by now what shipping's going to cost. Like that shipping is bad right now like they're i'm still waiting on my wait eight hundred dollars just to ship or for no like... no no okay all right <laughs> just i just want to i want to everything for everything including shipping. if you want okay. all in back okay. to which was prop but i mean i don't have it in front of me like how much to find but i think it was like 500 600 yeah, yeah, dollars for just back so it's like you're paying an additional like 200 plus that's ridiculous for like shipping it's ridiculous and that's if you're in europe and australia us is probably a little less but still like you it's 40 percent increase compared to what they were kind of estimating that's absurd so i don't i just don't know if they're like if they're not eating the shipping and they're putting they're on probably, everybody yeah, and i definitely not and then they're charging you if you want to like cancel the project like there's like a somewhat like it's i think a 10 percent, but it's like still like you're out money to get nothing because yeah. you got kind of swindled you got you did absolutely yeah that, so and that loses not only faith in in the the company that made the product mm-hmm. but then also kickstarter because it's like where are you at kickstarter stepping up this yeah. is your i'm sure i'm sure there is a tiny tiny little phrase that says all shipping costs are all oh due to change or, or it's something. like yeah. all estimates are not well, that's final. A, yeah oh absolutely because it, it, it said estimated prices but to be that off yeah like that's you, great 40 percent's a lot like you should know by now i mean i'm still waiting on my x-men united yeah stuff like I, which, and I, I'm waiting on the Guardians box. Yeah, they, I actually had a reminder in my phone from like you were like it'll probably take about a year. Mm-hmm. So I put it from a year from when I gave you the money. Yeah, and it popped up the other day. It, it originally was supposed to ship out in April, and they were kind of upfront said like, "Listen, we're having trouble, like distri- which distributing." Which all right, yeah, they were sure. upfront about it, and even now they kind of said like, "We're there's 11 more shipping containers that are coming in." Sure. So okay. You're on, and they said by the end of May. Okay. But, like, we're at the end of May, and I'm still waiting to hear. And then, like, I'm worried I'm going to be on vacation. And it's going to come. And it's going to come, and there are two giant boxes that say X-Men United on them. Yeah. Like, oh, just let me know. I'll come pick them up. Yeah, right? yeah. I have a neighbor. She's, like, 80 pounds, so she could pick up this 130-pound box. Yeah, good luck for her. Drag in her apartment. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, like, I, it's just an interesting... Yeah, I don't like a company. It's not like a basic company that doesn't know by now. You're like screwing. Simon, you're like, screwing over your customers. Yeah. For an expensive product, where honestly, free shipping should have been at least for a certain tier. I get the Galactus, okay, uh-huh. but you got you should eat some of that. Yeah, I think you're I putting think on sh- on Kickstarter to make more money. Yeah, I think they made what over nine million dollars like just eat some of it eat, you eat gotta something. eat uh, eat that 40 percent yeah so that way unless of, they are 40 percent uh, is the lowest they maybe go, which i i don't know i just think uh it's bad it's, it's bad, bad business, business. Yeah, yeah it looks bad, bad for simon it looks it does doesn't look great for them um, and people who who wouldn't maybe back them next time might just wait mm-hmm. might and just it, wait. and a lot of this stuff is coming to retail yeah. So if people would wait, they would miss a lot of figures. But it's like, you know what? Do you need it? Like no. we kind of talked before. It's you like don't you don't need, need this. Like it's coming to retail. You're not going to pay shipping. If you do, perfect, you're not paying this much. Perfect example is the X-Men United. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go all in. But I, I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Like And, and I, I almost did. And you're like, I have it. And I'm like, I still, the, the collector in mm-hmm. me wanted it. I like the game. But I don't I don't need yeah. it. Yeah, and that's the, that's the uh, Marvel United. I have characters i never played with and probably never will but like it's just it is what it is yeah i mean i'm not mad that i backed it 
Right. But I'm always just like, oh, I don't need this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I can't wait to play for the, with the Fantastic Four, though. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Simon. I hope they ship, the, <laughs> they ship <laughs> my stuff soon. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. <laughs> um, so I think that was just a that's absurd. Interesting. Yeah, bad practice from Simon. Just looks bad. Which we don't talk about too often on here. Negative news. and Because yeah. there's, there's typically not negative news. Well, this one already had such a stigma because of how... Expensive. The, yeah, the prices were absurd as it was. And now they just really shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And it's, I, just feel, I feel bad for the people that invested and they're already spending enough money. Which uh-huh. I guess if you're in that position to spend that money... Then what is an additional forty percent? It just stinks. Yeah. Um, speaking of people being pissed off, <laughs> uh, the Duffer Brothers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know the spoiler, but something was spoiled. Yeah. Right? So uh, if you don't know the Duffer Brothers, they created Stranger Things on Netflix, um, and they love like secrecy. Like that's their biggest thing, and especially going into the season, they really didn't let a lot of information get out. Like even release dates and everything else was really up in the air. They let the run times out, though. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. A, legit. It's three mo- The last three episodes are three full-length movies, yeah. which are an hour and a half. And then at the last, the finale of part one of season four is two and a half two hours. Two and a half hours, yeah. That's absurd. That, just make just it. Make it episode. Exactly. Yeah, make, just, make it in another episode. That's besides the point. Whatever. <laughs> I am. Catch that on previously recorded. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Monopoly and Hasbro have accidentally, not even accidentally, they, whoever leaked out the card, so they officially bought it. It's not like, it's not like this is somebody who works for Monopoly and, like, leaked out cards. Like, this is somebody who says they bought the game legit and own it, and they just put the cards up on the internet, but, uh, some of the cards from the game have images and plot points that are major to the show for freaking for monopoly freaking like, I monopoly like i got oh just put God. all you have to do is put location you can literally just put a thing from the first season <laughs> put a waffle yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless a waffle is a huge maybe plot it's point. a huge plot point well like they fumbled the bag big time like come yeah. on come on guys so what's interesting about that is i kind of looked into it more and the duffer brothers like aren't consulted about the game okay so it's like they kind of Netflix merchandising just did what they wanted. Yeah, to do. I guess Netflix merchandising has enough information, and they just kind they of do. put everything out there. And then so the Duffer Bars are pissed off. At, Which that's at their Netflix and that's Monopoly. like their that's like their golden jewel right now. Yeah, because the, all those issues going on with Netflix. Yeah, Netflix's own, and that's the people to not you don't want to tick them off. Yeah, and you just. But also, what are they gonna do? Take Netflix all or take Stranger Things? Go to Amazon? Yeah, like, exactly. Already... You're already, you're they're linked in for season yeah. five being their last one, so they're done. Um, but I thought that was interesting because this isn't anything new it, yeah. with product spoiling thing. Fortunately, you know, Disney and Marvel have gotten good at it. You know, uh-huh. like the fact that they kept Grogu under wraps for well, that was Favreau. Favreau, he's like nothing. He yeah, they so gave them nothing. Baby Yoda or Grogu, yeah. as he's his official name. Yeah was no merchandise was ever made of him before the show normally it would be just held back yeah like normally like hasbro and all they they would get these so they could start more product, products so they could start merchandising so when the show releases the merchandise release the biggest problem with that is the internet and it would get spoiled, spoiled. somewhere yeah. this baby yoda doll would have been somewhere or somewhere and this toy would have in a lego set and brian Lego's will, the worst yeah, yeah lego spoils everything but Brian would have knew about it months in advance because yeah. Brian loves spoilers. But I had no idea. I was up in Canada on my honeymoon, and yeah. someone put up the first episode. Of Mandalorian came out. And someone went, oh, "Baby Yoda," and I was like, "What is this?" Because yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Like that normally, was a good. Re- it was a good reveal. Yeah, normally I'm better with spoilers. 
knowing everything. You know everything. So Can you imagine though, there's the Monopoly game. Yeah, I mean it's been done. I mean Star is a great example. Uh, what was it Tops trading cards? spoiled han solo and carbonite back in the day oh really yeah like it was like hot i think the car's title is like han solo's final whatever and it's him and carbonite so <laughs> and this came out like months before the movie wow and I, i'm pretty sure they might have revealed the father thing like ahead of time by accident uh what was it ray's figure had the lightsaber the luke's lightsaber oh, luke's like before the movie came out like it's and then, like we it's... talked about with Lego sets, like they spoil. Yeah, that's been like ruined with characters and everything else. So it's just like interesting. Yeah, I mean they revealed Spider-Man's new suit first. Lego the box, yeah. the box for Lego came out, which what I mean, whatever. It's not a huge yeah, reveal. Yeah, but... but it's just it's interesting that you have to just not do it. Yeah, like you have to just like Favreau like lose. How much money they probably lost for a year? Now it's Grogu, Baby Yoda stuff everywhere. And like yeah, can't. they've made it all in yeah. tenfold back. And I think it was the right decision. I think they made more money because they mm-hmm. held off. Yeah, it was more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you imagine Monopoly? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, who's a Stranger Things Monopoly? Yeah, who's, just, buy, who's buying that? <laughs> I know there's people that collect Monopoly, like every version, but it's like... Come on. Again, that's we talked about before. That's a grandma being like, oh, Timmy likes Stranger Things. I'm going to yeah. Monopoly. And she's and like, she, oh, thanks. And like, then, she, then she spoils it yeah, for Timmy. Yeah, <laughs> poor Timmy. <laughs> it's spoiled. With the Eggo waffle. Yeah, so uh, another fun, speaking of reveal, Pokemon trading card game. The next set is Pokemon Go. Pokemon's kind of dropping an in interest like remember at the height of the pandemic yep. it was like the biggest thing ever now i go target i can see the cards everywhere um but the new set is based on pokemon go which had its own popularity for a while I remember pokemon go was the uh phone game where people oh, actually yes, walked yes, around yes, yes. and it unite the world everybody was playing pokemon go everyone yeah. was happy for like a week i thought it was like another tv show or something no, no so yeah, absolutely actually i still have it on my phone yeah i still play here and there no like, so, and then, uh, so this new set's based on that. I don't know how. I don't yeah. understand it. Like, okay. it's just a new set with Pokemon. But they revealed a cool thing. Do you know the Pokemon Ditto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Ditto is a transforming Pokemon. It's just like a pink blob that could turn into any Pokemon. Anything. Yep. And they revealed that in the set that you might get a card and then you peel it off and it might be a Ditto. That's cool. So, it's like a. That's I, actually really cool. I thought that was a neat mechanic. So, but it's it's a little symbol in the corner of ditto it's not every card you're not (laughs) ripping every card but they kind of showed like someone opened a pack and then they showed in a corner like a little ditto icon they're like oh what's this and then they peeled it that's awesome and it was like a holographic ditto which i is cool because in pokemon go if you catch a pokemon it might turn to a ditto like you don't know you're catching a ditto so i thought that was like a cool mechanic but yeah that's actually really cool and then people are worried they're like what if it's like I get a Charizard. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I don't think they're gonna do that. Like, I think they. It'll know be better. like smaller Pokemon. Yeah, I think it'll yeah. be like Caterpie. And like he's <laughs> not gonna be like, I got a holographic Charizard. I got a Mewtwo. Yeah. And then you look at a quarter. And it's like no. But um, I think I thought that was a cool little. Like I, I saw that. I was like, oh, it's, that's a that's neat, a, yeah, that's like neat. a mechanic. Like that's a gimmicky little thing. But I was like, all right, like yeah, I like that. That's, that's cool. fun. And then like people. That'll get these people to buy more because mm-hmm. they want to. They want to get the ditto, and then they put it on a gram. Or yeah, peeling. It'd be like, how cool is it? And they want to have two versions: one peeled, one not peeled. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just, yep. The whole collector the mentality. Cycle. The cycle continues. Well, I think that's the end of this episode. All right. Unless you have any news. I do not. No. <laughs> I do not. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to report here. Cancel your zombicide. 
eight hundred dollar. I did. You know what? I I took the ten percent hit yeah. and I and I did. Eighty dollars. Your eighty dollar. My eighty dollars are in the hole now, yeah. and I wish I spent it elsewhere, like on Dice Throne. Um, but uh, I guess you know. Remember to rate, like, and subscribe wherever you uh, you listen to your podcast. Uh-huh. Spotify now has a star system, so just give us a little five stars there. Uh, if you have decided to not give us five stars, tell us why. Or give us five stars and tell us what we can improve on. Uh-huh. Um, and catch us back here on, on Monday. Yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts and if you enjoy us and want to hear our thoughts on Jaws or just... It's a movie you enjoy, so you want to hear somebody else talk about it. Come back on Monday. If not, we'll see you next week with our next game. Yeah, remember to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Mm -hmm. Be uh, be kind. Subscribe. (laughs) And follow the Instagram for all updates, as always. I took a break from Instagram because of, again, schooling, but I'm back with the instagram pretty hardcore i didn't go anywhere i just <laughs> I, I, we needed the month off it was a nice uh break and re- mm-hmm. come back refreshed so right. see you on monday Thank you, everybody enjoy the so, weekend have a good so happy to be back I, a... just, I missed this have a good weekend at the box office i love you i love you <laughs>